the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good evening, Southeast Texas. Good afternoon. What a wonderful day the Lord has given us, and we are so excited to be here. You know, that's true, what Marcia says at the opening. God wants us to walk into the light. So wherever you're at right now, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, God loves you, he will forgive you, and he's got a mighty purpose in your life. So I'm here with my very special guest, uh, guest really, Philip Anthony Science Hall, the author of the book, The Bullet to the Bible, A Gangster's Tale. And I tell you what, folks, if you think that God's not still doing miracles, you're just wrong. Because my guest here today proves that there is incredible transformative power in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're going to have Amen. a wonderful I- interview with him today, this afternoon, and just buckle your, your seatbelts because it's going to be exciting. We're here also with Pastor Tim Lowry, who's owns a radio station up in beautiful Crockett, East Texas. He's a pastor. He's a filmmaker. Uh, I thought I wore a lot of hats. This man is, <laughs> is multi-talented. He's, he's doing it all. And we also got a, a young man, uh, Michael Cavecchio, and I may have just butchered your name. I apologize. But uh, he's a filmmaker. He did the documentary from the bullet to the Bible, and he's filming us today. And we're just so excited to be here. You know, this show is about hope. It's the hope that Jesus Christ offers to the lost, to the brokenhearted, and specifically to those that are under the bondage of addiction. So let's open in prayer, guys. Father, we come to you today, Father, with gratitude in our hearts for the transformation that you've made in our lives. And Father, we hope that this show is reaching somebody out there, or, or maybe a loved one, that needs help. And you know, we want to we want to provide resources, Father God, to lead them to you because we can't do anything. But there, we know someone that can can break any chain. His name is Jesus Christ. So we just thank you, and we ask that the people have ears to hear and hearts that are open in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So if you're or someone you know, you know, I think everybody, uh, unfortunately, with this pandemic, um, it's it's terrible, but 
Uh, addiction relapse is just going through the roof. Alcohol sales are up. You know, we track that. We don't track drug sales, but I'm sure it's the same. People are relapsing. Relapse rates are up. And, you know, it's a pandemic that's always with us. It's been with us uh, for decades. And, you know, the statistics are there are 23 million people out there that need help uh, in this country. Uh, there are 12 million alcoholics. Uh, alcohol contributes to 80% of the felonies that are committed in this country. And people don't have to live the way they're living right now. There's there's hope. And, you know, I'm living proof of it. My co-host, by the way, Tony B. is not with us today. Uh, he's, he's taking a day off, but uh, we miss him. And uh, he's out there listening. But, uh, you know, we're both living examples, as is this man here, Philip Hall, who is just an incredible example of what Jesus Christ can do. So, listen, if you want to join the program, we can take your calls at 800-808-5548. That's 800-808-5548. You can call in to talk to Philip or to ask questions. Uh, Perhaps you know a loved one who's homeless and uh, you might want to know some resources where they can get helped. They've got an addiction problem. Uh, you can stay anonymous. You can tell us a story of victory, or you can ask for prayer. There's power in prayer, folks. Amen. There really is. And, and we're here to pray for you. We're here to provide recovery resources for you. We're here to help in any way we can. And it's just an honor to come to you every Saturday. Uh, you can also join us on Facebook Live, and, and we've got a podcast, Recovery Radio Houston. We also have a free promotion today, and that is uh, Philip's been touring the country. You're going to hear this ministry of his is on fire. It is taking off. He's going touring the, around the state of Texas, and he's he's uh, he's you know uh, speaking at different churches, and and we're going to tell you all kinds of stuff. He's he's talking to law enforcement about how to how to uh, you know do things. We got a little technical problem. I've got distracted for a second. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna, we're going to get into into his test a little bit of his testimony, and we're going to get into what he's doing in his book. Uh, talk about parts of his book, and we're going to get into what the ministry is doing right now. And so we can't wait to do that. But but you know I want to talk about because this show is about hope, and it's about it's about the hope that Jesus Christ offers. You know. People out there, that's one thing that addiction produces because, you know, the devil is a liar and he'll tell you lies from the pit of hell. He'll tell you you're, you're unredeemable, that, that it's, it's too late. You can't have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus looked to the thief next to him on the cross and said, today, brother, I'll see you in paradise because he accepted him as his Lord and Savior. Jesus can do anything and he can change people. And one of the things that we do on the show is we brought, you know, people like the Open Door Mission, which is a... Our friend, I had lunch with Tommy Thompson and three of the guys there at the Open Door Mission yesterday. They're a wonderful faith-based program. It's holistic. It's seven months. And the men come in there. They're addicted. They're homeless. And they get education. They get the, they get their GEDs. Mm-hmm. They get the medical care they need. They get the dental care they need. They get the legal care. I'm helping one of the guys with some of his legal problems. And But most importantly, they start every single day in church, and they get Jesus Christ in their hearts. They get learn how to write resumes, learn how to do computers. And, and then they ch- place them in jobs when they get out and get them housing. And it's just, it's a family. I, I talked to these three guys yesterday that are graduates from the Open Door, and you wouldn't believe the stories I heard. I'm going to have them all here on the radio show. It's just an amazing, holistic program. And with this pandemic, they weren't taking intakes for a while, but they are again now. The Open Door mission is open for business, but you got to call 832-962-4249 to get instruction on how to get in. I've gotten a, a couple of guys in there, and one of them, 
graduated uh, not too long ago, just doing wonderful, you know, from homeless on the streets to a taxpaying citizen. But more important than that, he's got a relationship with Jesus Christ now. He knows where he's going to spend eternity. So you you can also, I've been asked to, I've got my brothers at Triola Lane. That's www.triolalane.com. Go to www.triolalane.com. These guys are doing uh, what's called the Encouragement Hour. It's a podcast, and it's on video, and you can go to that website. And uh, they had me on one one day, and it's just a wonderful program about bringing unity into our country. And you know, because we're all fractured right now, we we need to turn back to God and, and get to become one nation under God. It's a wonderful program. So a shout out to them, and I highly recommend them. Again, the Open Door Mission is open for business. If you know somebody that needs help wants to change their life forever, you can call 832-962-4249 to get instruction on on how to get into the program, and it will change. You know, people say, well, I can't spend seven months. Are you crazy? You know, addiction, people spend decades, <laughs> decades, right. you know, going down. And, you know, as Paul says in the book of Romans, life he says, the wages of sin are, are, are death. Uh, you know, and, and, and that there's nothing more true than that. So seven months is nothing to get a changed life, a changed outlook, a, a, a secure your salvation and become a productive member of society. I mean, it's nothing. You know, the Bible is full of stories of God's marvelous transformation. And we're going to hear one today as we interview uh, Philip. Uh, but, you know, if you look through Jesus and the disciples, these guys weren't, you know, he didn't go to the religious elite. He went to to the tax collector. Right. During the time, that was like the bottom of the rung. <laughs> Everybody hated the tax collectors, you know. Yeah. He, he took these guys that were just regular guys, and he transformed their lives. And then he was able to in, imbibe them with something where they were able to go out and make disciples of all nations and change the world. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is is the story of Paul. Because, as, as you know, if you know anything about the Bible, Jesus was opposed to the Pharisees throughout the Bible. They were always questioning him. They were always trying to trick him. They were always, and Jesus, you know, uh, the story of the Pharisee and the, and the tax collector and, and the Pharisees sitting down there. And in Luke chapter 18, the Pharisee says, I'm so glad I'm not like that guy. Right. You know, I'm I'm so glad that I tithe. I'm so glad that I'm so righteous. And the And the tax collector says, Lord, I need you. Have mercy on me. I need you in my life. And that's the difference between addiction and freedom is because when you get when you you accept that free gift with Jesus Christ, you get freedom whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so Paul was a Pharisee. He was the Pharisee of Pharisees. And he was going around uh, killing Christians in in Acts chapter seven. He participates in the stoning of Stephen. And then in Acts chapter eight, he says, uh, but Saul, Saul began to, Acts chapter 8 tells us that Saul began to destroy the church, dragging off both men and women and put them in prison. I mean, this is a guy that's just out to get to the church, the early Christian church. And then in chapter 9, Saul's conversion, Jesus comes to him and says, Saul, Saul, why do you per- persecute me? And, you know, that's what we do when, when we're, when, you know, we, Jesus, it breaks Jesus's heart when we're out sinning and we're out doing drugs and doing things like my brother before he came to Christ did, like I did before, before I came to Christ, you know. And I, I heard a story once, it was a wonderful story about a theology teacher, and uh, he, he made all his students bring a picture of somebody they didn't like to class. And so they all brought these pictures and they pinned them up on the board and they all threw darts at them. And at the end of the deal, and they were all giddy and everything. I hate this guy. I'm throwing a dart. Right. And at the end of the day, the guy took the pictures off and behind it was a picture of Jesus. So when we, when we persecute mm. people, we're, mm, we're hurting Jesus. Good. 
So, yeah, so, you know, then so Jesus, Paul was blinded on the road to Damascus. And, uh, you know, then Jesus came to Ananias and said, I want you to go to Paul, who's this guy that's been killing all the Christians. You you want to do what? (laughs) Yeah, you want to do what? Are you, (laughs) you know, but he was obedient and and, and he did it. And uh, and he went over there and and like so many of us, uh, you know, he wasn't blind anymore. He could see now. And uh, and 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 that's what this show is about is about the resources that from our friends at the open door to our friends at Project Hope uh, to uh, Restoration Ranch that we brought to to Crosswalk Center, which works with with prison inmates. All of these people, God's the kingdom is on the march, and and there, you know, I just have it in my heart to shout from the mountaintops, folks. There's hope. There's hope. There's a hope yes. in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. You don't have to live that way, or or your brother or sister that's in the bondage of addiction doesn't doesn't have to live that way. So let's get into the tr- story of transformation that we have today, and that's that's my good friend Philip Anthony Signs Hall, who wrote the book called The Bullet to the Bible. So. Anyway, I'm going to ask you, Philip, in a minute about uh, about the book. Uh, but it's it's a gangster's tale, and it's exactly what you guys might think. Philip was a literally a made man in the mob, and uh, a bunch of things happened in his life, and he turned his life over to Christ, and he's got an amazing ministry now. So let's give a little background to to the folks. Philip, where'd you grow up? Man, I was uh, born and raised in Denver, Colorado, and. Uh, you know, I, I took to the streets at a young age, uh, looking for love in all the wrong places, man. Yeah, man, I understand. Uh, yeah. Well, it'd be due to the chaos that was going on in my home and in my neighborhood, I, I, ch- I chose the streets, you know, and the devil was waiting there with open arms. Out there like a roaring lion, my brother. Amen. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, back to what you're saying about being forgiven. That's so important and, and deep in our lives, and I just want to reiterate that and push it again. And Please do. do. Do this one for, for uh, Tony B, who, if, if he's listening out there. Uh, when Christ was on that cross, man, and, and you come to know him, and you realize and come to accept that he died for your sins, Amen. that he gave, that God gave his only begotten son for you, um, he said up on that cross, he said, forget about it. You know, forget about it. It's over. It's over. And um, I, I, I am so gracious and grateful that I... I know that now, the answer to my mama's last amen, I spent over 20, 25, almost 30 years of my life in a criminal, <coughs> excuse me, organization. I was part of the, the most powerful, corrupt criminal organization in the world, and that's La Cosa Nostra. And, you know, I, I was deceptive. I was angry. I, I, I ran from Christ my whole life. And it was due to the power of prayer by other people that he strategically placed in my life, which I didn't realize till after I had put pen to paper and come to know him. That is, that is amazing. You know, what people don't realize is, is the Bible tells us Christ died when yet we were still sinners. I mean, right. he died for each and every one of them. If you're listening, he died for you. He died for me. He died for Philip. So, you know, Philip and I have known each other for a little while now, and it's been a, a joy getting to know him. And one of the things that struck me, how old were you when you first joined your first gang? I was, I hit the streets and got, became part of the warlords at eight years old. Uh, that is just absolutely amazing. You know, uh, th- so many people that, particularly when we deal with addiction, um, th- that's one of the things that we do as we go through what's called the 12 steps, is we go back and we look at our lives. And, and one of the things that the, they do so good at the Open Door Mission is that they break it down between age groups, zero to eight. 
8 to 15, because so many of the things that happen to us and who we turn out to be are because of things that that happen to us, because of what what, childhood things, childhood trauma, things that are happening in our home, things that we don't even realize impacted us the way they did, we we did. And that's one thing, you know, I read on the Christian Broadcast uh, Network, a lot of faith-based people have a little problem with secular recovery like the 12 Steps. But the Bible is a book on the Christian broadcast. It said the Bible is a book about recovery. And that's right, because we're all recovering from something. You may not be a drug addict or alcoholic, or but you may have a problem with greed, or you may have a problem with anger. You may have a problem with forgiveness. The Bible tells us to forgive seven times, 70 times. I mean, how many people do that? Most people have a problem forgiving people once or certainly twice. And and God's in the restoration business. He is. Amen. That's what he's designed. The design is to be restored unto him. Uh, that relationship. So you look at it, he, he's in the restoration business. Deliverance and restoration. Deliver you from whatever you're dealing with and restore you to the relationship with him. Amen, Pastor Tim. So that, that's wonderful. So eight years old, and then somehow you met up with uh, some mob characters. John Giovanni, I, I robbed him, stole from him. At, at, Not uh, a good move. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but at that age, I mean, 13, 14 years old, I, I didn't know the name Giovanni or who I was taken from. I, mafia meant nothing to me. Um, I meant something to me. Uh, I was going to be the leader of the warlords. That was my goal. Another hallmark of addiction, brother, is selfishness. <laughs> selfishness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and through all those years of that, and, and when, when John took me under his wing be prior to that, when he caught me, uh, my job or, or my payback to him was to go to work for him. And that's where our relationship has started to grow. Like I said, the devil comes, man, with open arms. Um, and I found it outside of my home. So us men or leaders of our households, it's very serious that we start at home with yeah. our children. I mean, don't don't uh, mess around with that. And don't hesitate to, to tell your children about Jesus Christ. Um, from there, I started drinking when I was around eight years old. Man, I was slugging whiskey, chugging whiskey. Uh, I was drinking whiskey with my grandfather in his coffee. Well, you may have set um, the record, brother, because we have a Tony and I have a little thing when we interview guests. When did you start drinking or doing drugs? And the average age is fourteen, but you're eight. I think I think that's, <laughs> yeah, the, that's, was, that's the youngest one I've heard so far. So uh, uh, so how, how did you go? So so you met him and, and he started working for him and. How did you? What did you first start uh, getting into the mob activities? I went from a bus boy uh, working in his restaurant, which we talked about on one show. Um, and I'm not going to go into all the groups and things that I did, but to speed it up later in life, I couldn't. I I, I was failing in my eyes in the real world because I had a problem with authority. Um, I, I've, I've, I'm a. I love cocaine. I love whiskey. Uh, I'm in. I'm love in love with everything that. Uh, and I say in love. Yes, I was in love with I was in love with money, the things that the mob had, the nice cars they drove. The cops couldn't give them tickets. Nobody could push them around. So being part of them, I'm getting a pass to do whatever I want. And that that became my goal um, at a at a young age. We didn't talk about graduating high school or going to college. None of that was talked about in my home. So my I was headed for a criminal career. Later on, after John had, had actually fired me from his restaurant, told me to get a real life, he pushed me away to, to, say, to help me want to or make me want to succeed in anything else. But I think in the long run, he, he was hoping that I would come to him, and I eventually did. Well, you were exposed to people coming to see him and things like that while you were working for him, correct? Oh, brother, I've been around gangsters my whole life, uh, uncles, uh, relatives, um, Man, they, there's, there's, 
Hell's Angels in our childhood. There's Sons of Silence. There's Banditos. Um, I grew up around it. And hey, Michael, could you uh, that our Facebook Live thing uh, misfunction? Listen, if you want mm-hmm. to ask Philip a question or talk to him or or give some input in the show, you can reach us at 800-808-5548. That's 800-808-5548. So basically, you know, the Bible tells us there's a war from the, the flesh against the spirit, and you were following the flesh, brother. That's what it sounds like. I was following it. Uh, it was around me. It was easy to get, and it was just easier to be a, a mess up, and it was easier, and I was good at it. Um, I When I became, uh, I started doing collections, uh, I moved from uh, Denver, Colorado to Dallas, Texas, and this was probably early, early, uh, early nineties, late eighties that I was, I started getting, uh, involved in collections and doing what I call little side jobs. Uh, I was doing that for the mob directly. And I, I think I was, uh, maybe that was my trial process, my trial period. They were checking me out, uh, checking They knew where I came from. And that's the thing about the mob. That's a, it's a very, uh, a tight group of guys, you know, to, it's, it's a family within its own, it's its own religion. And they knew all about my history, where I came from. They knew what I was willing to do. I've already, by my early twenties, I've got over a hundred and some arrests. I've already got charges. I've got, uh, probations, paroles. Uh, I, I've already been through the process. You know, I've got the t-shirt. Well, my side job is I'm a lawyer, so I'll tell you what, the mom oh. must have some pretty good lawyers. Too. you got a hundred of arrests, and you're, you're still walking the streets. So at this point, when you're doing this collections, are you a, what's a quote-unquote a made man yet? No, I didn't. that didn't happen till, till uh, early 1990, 91, uh, May 11th to be exact. Um, I was invited. I was back in Denver. I had already a, a reputation on the street. Uh, I was loyal. They knew there was nothing you couldn't ask me to do that I wasn't going to do. Wow. Um, and I went to a, I would call it a seance now, you know, but uh, some, it's a lot of made guys out there. That I, I think there's about 2,000 made men across this country. There's 11 uh, powerful uh, heads of the family, 11 families across the country. Uh, the one that I was a part of was the Small Dome family. That's where I took my, what you call a blood oath. Um, it was, it was what I would call a seance. They met that evening. Um, I was invited to a restaurant. It was, uh, some people there had come down, uh, from higher ups, uh, in that were in the small donor family. Uh, I was, it was the small donor family to go even further back is a faction of the Colombo family. And, um, so I was getting brought into this family, and I still didn't really know what it was. I just know these were a bunch of powerful cats that nobody messed with. And I was taking a blood oath that night, which consisted of them uh, explaining the rules, uh, a code of omerta, a code of silence, agreeing that we'll never talk about our business outside of the family. We'll never talk about anything that we're going to get involved in with anybody, especially cops. But they didn't say that we didn't work with cops. So... I'm taking this oath, and part of the oath was I would never do drugs. Had you been d- pretty involved in alcohol and drugs at that point? I had been drinking, but I had been dealing. Okay. I hadn't touched it yet. And that later on became my one of my major downfalls. Um, but I took my blood oath. They pricked my, lung, my, my uh, ring finger. Uh, I bled on a car to St. Michael. Uh, they explained for the last time that it goes La Cosa Nostra first, the mafia, God second, your family last. 
That's the order that's, that you answer to. If, if your wife is giving birth in the hospital and they call you up, you're to leave what, her there and come to whatever you're called to do. Wow. Um, and I accepted that. I said, do you understand this process? I said, yes. I accept the fact that God's going to be second in my life. So what year was this that, that you We're 1991. 1991? And, um, and how, how long, <clears throat> in, I'm getting ahead of myself, but how long were you an active mob guy? Uh, through, through 2000, through about, through about 9-11, about 2001. Okay. And so is, does this still exist out there? The, the organization that's, it, that you're, oh yeah, it, it's, it's not as active or prevalent due to security, uh, due to, uh, advancements in technology, surveillance. Uh, it's not, it's a different world now. The guys that operated like I did, uh, break your knees for, for some money that you owe somebody or a loan we went after that, that isn't as prevalent. Uh, okay. But but it's there. Um, the blood oath that I took, uh, probably the, I call it the night I sold my soul to Satan, uh, gave him rights to my life. And wow. there, from there, man, I had access to women, the drugs. I got into cocaine, uh, became addicted to smoking it. Despite the fact that you'd taken that oath to not do it. Despite the fact, man, I, I became, I became in my mind untouchable. I had done enough things, broken enough laws. I'm moving, uh, I'm moving guns from from Mexico. I introduced the cartel to the mafia, made that connection in the Gambino family, though I did not work for the Gambino family. But it was an avenue. We're using each other to bring drugs and trade for bring. We brought them guns and cocaine into our country. So you are a full blown mobster, and ultimately you run afoul of the law. So what year did you get arrested? When they when it really looked uh, bad, like they were going to throw the book at you. I went on the run, living a life of, of crime. I'm I'm going crazy. I'm I'm doing sixty. I'm smoking sixty thousand dollars worth of cocaine a month. Wow. Um, I'm drinking alcohol just to to chase to try to not get so high. I'm getting paranoid. Uh, I I ditch out when the when the feds were after me. The police are after me. I violated my probation. Uh, I've got nowhere to go and doing the drugs, people around me unbeknownst to me, cause I'm so high, um, are getting in trouble. People are going to prison. We're the largest ecstasy bus in the United States. Uh, just before nine 11, it was, it was said that they had more feds on us than they did, uh, the nine 11 event. Wow. And uh, when people start going to prison around you, when you're in this type of organization, people die, people get killed. You have contact with the law, and we're getting in trouble. That means money's being stopped, drugs are being confiscated, and raids are happening. And there were hits on my life uh, that I didn't even know. One of my dear friends is the one who set me up on the final hit. By then, I had been uh, shot uh, three different times in my life. Uh, I went on the run, hit out on Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. Another story. Uh, we're with Philip Hall, and he's telling us about his life. He's written a book, um, just so you know, folks, uh, his life has been transformed by Christ. So in the back half of the of the 30 minutes or the, the hour, we're going to get into his ministry, the book that he wrote, what inspired the book, and, and just how Jesus changed his life. So um, I- anyway, so uh, if you want to join the program, you can call us at 800-808-5548, 800-808-5548. So let's talk about, you, you get arrested ultimately, and you're in jail, and what happens? 
I get arrested. Um, I've cursed God. Uh, I, I don't want to know him. I've ran from him. I've had marshals pray over me. I've had jailers pray over me. I've had people I don't even know pray over me up to this point. Praise the Lord. And my brother, power prayer people, my brother comes to see me, you know, and, and he, he sees me three different times and he's trying to, he had come to know Christ before I did. I'm the oldest of six kids and, and, uh, man, he's trying to introduce Jesus into my life and I just don't want him there. At one time I even tell him, Hey man, the judges and the prosecutors I'm about to go in front of are much bigger than your Jesus. Wow. And, How wrong were you, my brother? Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so he prays a miracle over me one day. He says, uh, you know, I'm going to prove to you Jesus is, is, is real. Bro, I'll stop praying over you because I asked him to or I was going to disown him. Uh, that's how bad I didn't want Jesus in my life. And I, I, he prayed over me one last time, and he said, you know, um, I'm going to challenge you here. Um, I'm going to prove to you Jesus is real. I'm going to prove the power of prayer to you. Let's say you don't do 20 years. I'm facing 20 to life. Uh, I'm already under investigation for murder, extortion, fencing, racketeering, arson, uh, so I'm pretty much done. So this miracle he's challenging me with, this dare, says, let's say you don't do life in prison. Let's say you don't do 20. Let's say you don't do 10. Will you come one day to church with me? And I said, man, that's all I got to do, and you'll stop this. And he said, yeah, I'm going to prove Jesus is real. I, I took the bet. Uh, long story short, you got to read the book from the bullet to the Bible, a gangster's tale, to catch it. But uh, they lost my case. They've found it today, but no they, way. <laughs> they lost my case. The evidence wasn't there in my day in court, and I had my attorney died, mob guy, uh, so I, my access to money was gone. I had a little public defender who happened to pray over me again. Praise the Lord. It was her first defense case, and she her prayed first case. a miracle over me. It happened. My evidence wasn't there, wasn't there twice. Second time was my day in court. Judge had to let me go. Um, and she asked for a, not a dismissal. She asked for a dismissal. Forgive my ignorance. You could probably help me here. But uh, the prosecutor asked for a mistrial. She said, no way. I want a dismissal of the case. There's no evidence here. There's no case. And the judge so, granted it. In no double jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, since then, that was in Denver, Colorado. I was excommunicated from the state of Colorado, so I can't go home. Uh, it's a $20,000 fine if I'm caught in the state unless there's an immediate death in the family and a court date to be determined. So, so you're out now, and your brother won the bet. So Amen. so you are just been proven that Jesus is more powerful than all these people, what you said, and, and you go to church. We're, we're going to come back in just, uh, in just three minutes. Uh, we've got a little break. We're going to come back with Philip Paul, and we're going to talk about the book that he wrote, what inspired the book, uh, and the ministry that he's been doing, and where he's been touring the country. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're here interviewing uh, Philip Hall who wrote the book from the bullet to the Bible is gangster's tale. And this is a remarkable tale folks about how Jesus can come into your heart and just change everything. The transformative power of Christ. I've seen it in my life. Uh, Pastor Tim seen it in his life and, and with people he's pastored to and, and Philip is a living example of it. If I've ever heard you can call the show the next half at 800-808-5548 you can also join us on Facebook Live, although we've had some technical difficulties. It's been fading in and out. And you can also catch us on a podcast. You can search on Google or, or Apple uh, Recovery Radio Houston, and you can catch all our past episodes or go to kkht.com, and you can look at all our, our past episodes. So join us. We'll be, we'll be back in three minutes, folks. Uh, good to have you here. We'll be back in just one minute. 
Welcome back to Recovery Radio Houston. We are here with Philip Hall, Philip Anthony Science Hall, the author of the book, The Bullet to the Bible. He has just amazed us and regaled us with his stories about uh, being involved in the mob. Folks, this is a, this is a guy that's got some uh, a real passion for Christ, that he's willing to step out like this, given, given the background, and tell his story and tell us how Jesus transformed his life. You know, he's got a ministry that's on fire. I'm looking here at his schedule uh, the last few days. He's got a radio show in, in up in Crockett, Texas with Pastor Tim Lowry uh, on Joy FM called From the Bullet to the Bible at 4 with Philip. On Saturday, he was at breakfast giving his testimony this morning at 730. Uh, he's here at Recovery Radio Houston. This is the second time we've been honored to have him. He's going to be at a church uh, tomorrow morning in Madisonville. He's going to be back on the radio next Wednesday. Uh, he's got a speaking engagement next Sunday, two speaking engagements. Uh, back on the show Wednesday, he's got speaking engagements all across the, the – and one of the things that just amazes me the most is a course he's going to be teaching soon, and we're going to talk about that. So we've got a, uh, we've got a caller on line one, uh, Ashton. Uh, Ashton, welcome to Recovery Radio Houston. You're on the air, sir. How are you today? I'm sorry, I did not hear you. I said you're on the air. How are you doing today? Oh, oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm wonderful. Thank you. All glory to God. So what can we do for you today? Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my dad's book. Okay. Oh, it's your dad. Um, wow. Okay, wow. cool. Is, hey, hey, kiddo. Uh, I want to say, talk about healing. Uh, My son, I gave him away at one years old. I met him for the first time October this last year. He's 26 years old. We talked earlier about Pastor Tim. talked about God as a God of restoration. And that is a wonderful story of restoration. So tell us us what what you got out of your dad's book. Well, what what I see and what I got out of it uh, mainly is... um, the ability to not give up on oneself. Yeah, that's good. And and the strength and endurance that has to happen to be able to go through everything that my father did and see him survive and then watch my struggles and mm. know that, you know what, if my father can do it and my higher my highest father is always there for me. Amen. And no matter what, we we will all be okay. I will be okay. And he's shown me so much strength and so much dedication and just look to God. This every time when we talk and you just like pray about it, son. Trust God. And you know what? It it's it's it works. And I thank my father for that every day. In my prayers. Oh, well, thank you so much, Ashton. That is so moving, and the story of y'all's reconciliation and the restoration of your relationship, that's what Jesus wants for us. He he wants us to, to live life and live it abundantly. He wants us to have restored family members, and, and he wants us to be obedient. You know, we all know the passage in Matthew chapter 28 that says, make disciples of all nations, but sometimes we forget, and teach them to be obedient in all the things that I've taught you. Right. That's what brings the fruit of the Spirit. That's what brings joy into our hearts and, and love, and God is love. And I can hear the love in your voice, Ashton, and, and, and uh, just the appreciation of everything your dad's been through and how hard he's working for Jesus Christ now. 
and in the kingdom. So thank you so much for joining the show. Yes, sir. Uh, it's wonderful. If you'd like to join the show, uh, you can call 800-808-5548. You can be anonymous if you want. You can ask Philip a question or you can ask for prayer. Ashton, thank you. I love you, kiddo. Amen. I love you too, Dad. And <laughs> that, God bless. Have a beautiful day. That's, God bless you. That's awesome. We're having fun here because, you know, we're talking about Jesus. That, and uh, That was unexpected the, 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 for me. <laughs> I, I know he, he's got Facebook going on, but I... Wow, yeah, that's and 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 just know that guys out there, us fathers who who have been on incarcerated and who who think you, you kids and that they're still kids, man, they're still out there. And uh, if the Lord gives you that opportunity to, to reconcile, man, reconcile and forgiveness is there for you as well. We had a brother named Jason who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he he was incarcerated and uh, was separated from his kids for a while, and but God restored it. He just stayed faithful, and God's restored the relationship. Now his ex-wife wouldn't let him see his kids for a long time, but then she saw the transformative power what Jesus Christ had done in his life, and she's like all in now. I'm glad the kids have a father. So that's that's exactly right. So okay, so we were, we were talking about how this miracle happened. They had to dismiss the case. You come out, your brothers won the bet, and, and you got to go to church. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> I asked him if he had a church he was going to. Um, he said, yeah, man, there's this Denver church, Pastor Brian Cedarwall. You, you've got to come check him out. You want to go? And I said, no, not really. But, uh, you know. Uh, bet's a bet. <laughs> a bet's a bet. And we had a deal, and the Lord... Um, the, the 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 lord had a, had a plan you know and and i fought it so long and i needed to get out of the way and i wanted to know i really decided in my heart that i want to know who jesus is i mean who who is he and um i it took me a while it was actually may 11th uh 2007 i got out in in january 16th 2007 and may 11th is when i gave my life to christ uh which was the same date that I had given my my soul and took my blood oath. So May 11, 2007, many years later, and then September 2nd, I was baptized in the South Platte River. Uh, you can go to my website and, and see that, see all that stuff. What is your website if people want to um, go? It is uh, Philip Anthony Sains Hall uh, dot com. And you can you can go there, or you can look up from the bullets of the Bible. I'm all over the place, uh, just to find me. Well, um, you can email Philip also from the bullets of the Bible at gmail dot com if you want to uh, correspond with him. You can email this show if you want to go to Recovery Radio Houston at Outlook dot com. You know, we'll be happy to help anybody. That's what we're here for. Is we're here to show the the transformative power of Christ. So you're. You're saved in May. You're baptized in September. What gave rise the, to the... Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say but real quick before we get too far. I just think it's important for new Christians or people that are struggling or that you got to reignite your flame. I didn't just show up and say, okay, Jesus, uh, um, I'm ready here. I'm saved. <laughs> right. it, it was a journey from January to May. It, I, I, I did something very that I think is very important. If you got issues right now and you're incarcerated, you got problems, God's got your un- undivided attention, if you're, especially if you're incarcerated. Grab a Bible. Amen. Look at it. Read it. I jumped into the, to the Bible like I jumped into the mob and the world, and everything I gave the world... I, I put into Christ because I wanted to know if if it's real, I'm all in, man. And that's what, and I got answers. Uh, I started in the New Testament and I read and I read and I read and I read and what I didn't know, I, I, I found some Christian people. I had a church. I found people I could call on. 
my pastor and I asked questions. You know, that's critical, folks, particularly in this time of pandemic. You may be isolated. You may be working from home. You're out of your normal routine. You're worried. You may have some financial difficulties. You got to get close to God. I think God wants us to, during this time period, he wants us to, you know, quit, not worry about the sports, not worry about even the politics, what's, what's going on, but focus on what's important. And that is him and our relationship with him. And the only way you can strengthen your heart is what Philip just said. You got to spend time with him. You got to spend time in his word. You got to spend time with other believers. If you can go to church and feel safe about it, that's great. Or you can watch online and you got to praise the Lord. We're made to worship the Lord. And yeah. it's impossible, for example, to be depressed if you're raising your hands and you're praising the Lord. You know, it's just, it's, and what Philip said, the answers, you know, life is an open book test. We've got this Bible here and it tells us how to live. And, yes. uh, you know, I used to love open book tests, you know, in school, but, but life is an open book test and people look to other things. They look to, uh, you know, whatever, drugs and alcohol and all these things. And those just leave you empty. But what will fill your heart is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Well, I also think that this COVID cut us out of our box. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all trying to get back into the, the norm, right? And instead, we should really be going back to this is an eye-opening thing. God's shaking us. He is. Absolutely. And he's saying, hey, I'm here. Hit this Bible. Why don't you open it? Yeah. You know, spend time with me instead of being on Facebook. Yeah. Spend time with me instead of worrying about what's going to happen with this virus because I'm the truth and I'm the answer and I'm the one that's going to give you the peace. Nothing else is going to give you that peace. I, I lived it, brother. Nothing else. Oh. I searched high and low for everything in the world and n- n- none of it did. But but Jesus Christ, the, the peace that surpasses all understanding is available to you no matter where you find yourself tonight. It's available to your brother who you haven't talked to in six months because you're, you know, so you don't know what to do. But there's hope. There's hope, and you got to introduce him to Christ. So what inspired writing the book? What inspired writing the book the, from the bullet to the Bible? It was my dealings with police, uh, honestly. They, I, I had moved to Texas. Um, I had a, an officer come visit me, if he's out there listening, a very Christian man, uh, Chief uh, Tim Bradbury out of Oyster Creek. Uh, we lived down in Surfside, and um, he would stop by, and I thought he was just harassing me and being nosy. Finally, I tried to chase him off uh, my property, Told him, hey man, I did my time. I don't need you guys taking watching me or nothing. And and he said, no man, I I would uh, I need to invite you to the police to to my to down to the police station with me. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> and he said, no, yeah, I had enough of that no man, I, I got another reason. I watched this young uh, guy grow up in our neighborhood, and and he's on the borderline of he's either going to go to prison or he's going to end up dead. And I was hoping that you could share your story with him wow and that led from multiple visits to the jail uh befriended a judge bill james out there who had me come in to speak to guys that he was put in front of, in the courthouse and we eventually we moved from there and then my wife said instead of you know sometimes you repeat yourself so I, i'd like you to and she's a very intelligent woman thank you lord and she said let's let's take notes and, and document this from there, she she inspired the book. Uh, my beautiful wife Dawn, uh, she inspired the book, and uh, she helped me write it. I can't read or write, man. And you asked me ten years ago, eleven years ago, hey, uh, or even when I was in a mob, do you do you know you're going to be uh, telling people about Jesus? And heck, no. <laughs> I resonate with that, brother. I resonate with that. If you'd have told me, are. if you'd have told me I was going to be a pastor when I was in the bondage of addiction, I I would have told you you were. 
uh, you were smoking, you were smoking something, something better yeah. than I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But God is so good; He can transform anybody. Yeah, you know, we're we're living proof of it, sitting right here. You know what? What's crazy about this too? When I reflect back, and I did write this in my book, "The Power of Prayer." On my mom, my mama's deathbed, and I wrote in the book about my mama's last day. Man, she always prayed that that I would find Jesus. You know, please promise me you're chasing Jesus. Please get to know Jesus, Philip. And I always promised her I would. At age eight, she gave me a verse uh, from the, she gave, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Matthew yeah. 5, verse 8. Yeah. I never knew what that meant. Years later on her deathbed, and I was mad at Jesus again because he's taking my mama away. And uh, she, I said, what did that verse mean, by the way? And she said, well, let me tell you something. It means uh, that's, your, uh, that's your identity badge. And that's what we're talking about. Your heart. When you're outside them gates and you're about to go to heaven, Jesus is going to know you by your heart. Amen. And someday my little Philip is going to tell the whole world what Jesus is doing for him. And I said, yeah, okay, whatever, Ma. I just want to know the meeting. And, um, man, if she was, if I, she could see me now, I found him. I found Jesus. It turns out he wasn't, he wasn't lost. I was. <laughs> you know what's so cool about that, though, is because I grew up in a house, you know, that if we went to church on Christmas and Easter, it was a good year, you know. And so there wasn't really that uh, – emphasis at all on but i had a great grandmother and my great grandmother when i was a little bitty kid told me about jesus and she talked to me about jesus and she took me to church and i had that in my heart and that was a seed that she planted and when it was time it sprouted god sprouted it so the same thing with your mama brother that's that's wonderful so tell us just give us a, a, a 60 second synopsis of what's in the book um it's the power of prayer it's 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 my road my the first book, and we're working on a second book, is a gangster's tale from the Bullets of Bible Gangster's Tale. It starts out uh, from my childhood. Uh, it, I jump a lot into the criminal stuff that I did, but I also put in there in many spots, which I didn't realize till I put pen to paper, the various people that prayed for me in throughout my whole life. And then the result of that prayer led to me accepting Christ. God was always tugging at you. He never oh, he, gives up. He pursued me. He pursues us. He pursues us, and he never gives up. Well, I, I wrote down a couple of the chapters that, that I really caught my eye, and they were actually towards the end of the book. Uh, it's all interesting. How can somebody get a copy of the book if they want one? Um, you can call me direct, 832-790-9936. You can, uh, you can email me. You can go to my website, or you can just look up from the bullet to the Bible, Philip Hall, and my email information will come up. From the bullet to the Bible at gmail.com, you can get a book from me Can you get it on Amazon or anything like that? Amazon, Internet, anywhere on the Internet you can order it, Barnes & Noble. Um, It's developed into a ministry. Uh, Let's get into that. I want to take two chapters. Yeah, let's back up before I get ahead here. Yeah, yeah, no good, brother. Uh, God bless my broken road. I love that chapter because my wife came to me once and she said, you know, John, um, I'm grateful for your addictions. And I said, what? (laughs) what? But she said, if it hadn't been for that, God needed you to go down that road so that you would see, you know, the error of your ways and you would be so passionate about about bringing people to Christ. You know, Jesus came to save and seek and save the lost. And that's my passion, man, is is, is to to get those people. And so, you know, that's just amazing. So, you know, I I think you were trying to say something very similar when you when you wrote that. chapter. Your wife should be talking to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I've given uh, her a rough time. Let's say we got to call her. We got to call on line one uh let's take um line one tammy you're on recovery radio houston how are you today i'm good how are you all 
We're doing great. We are blessed and, and just uh, having a good time here. So tell us what you got on your mind today. Oh, I just wanted to call in and tell Phil how thankful I was after reading his book and stuff for his ability to ever, oh, blah, excuse me, to overcome all his obstacles. Isn't that amazing, man? Thank you. For him, I wouldn't have the great man in my life currently who wow. actually happens to be his youngest son. Oh, wow. Um, Wonderful. So, just thank you. He inspires me every day so I can do anything that I put my mind to. No greater. Really a big blessing. No so I greater. I just wanted to say thank you and God bless. Well, thank you, Tammy, thank for you, joining Tammy. the program. No greater tribute than from the people that know you best, your family. So that that's wonderful. But you know what? She just she used a word, overcome. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And you know, folks, if you're out there and you think, I'm no good, I've done everything, you're, you're trapped in a... A uh, cycle of shame and guilt, you know, that's not who God sees you as. And the, the truth of the matter is, is Philip's a, a good example. Uh, sometimes the worst roads we walk down, the more, more powerful testimony we have. God right. can use anything. So, uh, you know, don't think it's too late for you. It is never too late. God used murder. Just read the Bible. God used murders. He used adultery. Mm-hmm. He used everything in the world. You got scripture for it? Yeah, I was going to say in, uh, in Colossians 1, uh, this is verse 13. It says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness Amen. and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loved, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So Philip's life and his testimony, his story, is probably from some of the darkest pits uh, of the darkness. Yeah. And God was able to restore him, and he can restore you as well. Uh, he can restore anybody. And that's how we start this program. He wants you to walk out of that darkness and into the light, man. God is light and God is love. You so, know, I, on that note, I, I didn't even realize the devil existed until I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. And brother, then the fight was on. I have yeah. gone through some very trying and testing times, but I have tools now that I can reflect to. I've got, uh, like your program, This is a tool someone can use when you don't really know how to approach Jesus. You need a little assistance. You're going through an addiction, a problem. Uh, I've been in every aspect of that. And if you catch my book, I touch on suicide. I committed suicide. I slipped my wrists. I I was getting out of the world. But you don't have to go that route because Jesus, man, he is the answer. He is the answer. You know, we started a church on March 1st called New Covenant Church Greater Heights. It's New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and like a book has a tagline, yours is a gangster's tale. Well, my tagline is the recovery church. Mm. So uh, unfortunately, we're out of our building right now because uh, the building we're in is not open down in the Heights. But we are on Facebook every Sunday at 6 o'clock. Go to, go to the Facebook page, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Go to our Facebook page. We're on there every Sunday. I, I preached last Sunday on the quandary of sin. Uh, the week before that, on the abundant life that Jesus wants for you. The week before that, the seven powerful words from the cross. All the all of the the sermons are, are for the last couple of months are on Facebook. It's New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Hopefully, we'll be back in our building uh, soon. Uh, we're praying for that, but in the meantime, uh, we'll be at uh, on Facebook at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We got a call on line one, uh, Judy. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I just wanted to tell Philip thank you so very much. What he's saying about his mom and his grandmother, 
really hit my heart, and Amen. I wanted to tell him thank you. That it made an impression, and I hope everyone that hears his story will understand it and believe that Jesus is the answer. Thank you so much. Well, thank, you, thank you, Judy. Thank you, thank you, Judy. Thank you. Thank you for Bye. joining the show. It's so good to have you. So. Yeah, amen. Did you hear that? Jesus is the answer. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. So, okay, you you wrote the book, and now you start your ministry. And we've got Michael here, and I butchered his name earlier. Michael Cavicchioni. Cavicchioni. I, I lost the, the Oni part. <laughs> so, so, and he has filmed the documentary. Where can people see the documentary? Um, at the, currently, it's under. It's in the editing process, final okay. stages. Um, but there'll be an announcement for that. And I believe, uh, I'd like Michael, if you've got a second, just to tell how, how to get a hold of you. How do we do that? Uh, um, do we got a minute for that real quick? Sure. Sure. Um, well, you, you can reach me at, <laughs> on Twitter at the Cavicchioni, uh, T H E C A V I C C H I O N I. Um, that's or, on or get a hold of me, and we'll get. Or we'll get, get a hold you. of Philip, and and he'll refer you uh, to me. But Philip, you have a YouTube channel already, right? Yes, Philip Anthony Saints Hall. Okay, so people can go, and, and I've been there, and there's uh, part of your testimony is on there. There's mm-hmm. a couple, a couple of different things. Now, if people want to help your ministry, how, how can they help? Uh, man, give us a call. Go from the Bullet to the Bible Ministry. It just started. Uh, do it all. God's put all this together. I I I'm I I don't know what to say. God's put it all together, and I'm chasing it with all my heart. Um, but you can go to my website, philipanthonysaintshall.com. There's a donation page. Uh, we can't do this alone. We definitely need your help out there. Uh, and I'm going wherever God says to go, man. If He says go to prison, we're going to prison. We're in do- we're in hospitals. We're looking at a military function coming up that I I didn't I just came just happened here just recently. Uh, so I'm getting lots of calls to go anywhere and everywhere. But right now we're at churches. I got about and 10 speaking you're, engagements. You're being obedient. But what are you doing for the for the law enforcement? You told me something recently. We've got, uh, I'm talking to the director of constables, uh, Tammy. Uh, she works for the director of constables, Tammy Dudget, who, Dudget, who puts on a course in Huntsville every quarter. And I have been invited to put a workshop together, to teach the inner workings of organized crime wow. and recognizing Helping law enforcement be careful out there and what to look for when guys like me used to come into the neighborhood and what we do to them. So it's, it's a, a course that all constables will be taking in the state of Texas. And I'm blessed to be part of that deal coming up. Uh, first course, I believe, is in January. That's cool. P- Pastor Tim, tell us real quick what you've got going on with uh, with Philip on your radio station. Well, we just, uh, we've got this ministry. Um, we do it at 4 p.m. And we're basically going through his book, um, one chapter at a time, and it's really designed for the inmates because a lot of these guys, they you know, they either heart have trouble reading or they're just just don't pick up a book. But when you hear Philip's story, it's so engaging, and his testimony is just so raw. We just we wanted to to let people know that and, and experience that and say, look, wherever you're at, you can be uh, recovered. Yeah. Christ. Amen. And if we just keep pointing people back to Christ, that's where we'll see the, the restoration. Are y'all going to get that on a podcast at some point? Uh, yes. It, you can go to 104.3 Joy FM, and uh, it's on the podcast every Friday. 103.4 Joy FM? 104.3 Joy FM. Uh, very good. Well, listen, you've been with uh, us at Recovery Radio Houston, and, and uh, 
as you can go to uh, again you can you can see philip at uh what's your website again philip one more time philip anthony saints hall.com all right and or you can call john you can call we're friends now we're, we're brothers <laughs> man we're brothers in christ fellow warriors in the kingdom so that's what it's all about so uh you can see, get our podcast at apple or google or go to kkht.com if you miss this show or you want to hear the whole thing and you were only in your car for part of it uh go hear the whole thing uh you can uh see me preach every sunday at six o'clock on uh, new covenant church greater heights on facebook live and, uh, you know, we love you here at Recovery Radio Houston. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Talk to you next week. Amen. Amen. Good night.